Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. How are you, Dustin and Mark? Good. Chad, doing great. Mark, good to see you, buddy. Chad. Thanks, man, guys. Great to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And Dustin, you know Mark a little bit better than I. I've met him a few times and so grateful for his contributions to our program. But would you take a second and just introduce our listeners to, to Mark and give a little bit of his background? Yeah, you bet. Happy New Year, everybody. We've got two of my most favorite dudes in the world on today. Um, obviously, everybody who listens to this knows my my feelings towards Shad and, and working with him, with especially for athletes. But we've got a guest on today named Mark Larson, who I've only known for a handful of years. I was introduced to Mark through another uh, real good friend of mine and a, a college teammate of Mark. And then we've gone to lunch and, and dinner several times since then. And I've really gotten to know Mark and, and respect Mark and come to find out that Mark had actually heard of, especially for athletes before uh, this, this, this common friend that we had introduced the two of us together when we came and spoke at his son's high school that Mark happened to be a football coach at. Um, and so Mark was aware of the program and, and kind of felt like it might be something that he'd be interested in when his son first talked about it and, turns out that it was he's now part of our board and and uh it's been great having mark and his insights and thoughts on this Uh, some of your kids will recognize him from some of the videos that we have on our website some of the training videos that we have marks uh, participates in those but mark was a college athlete uh played at a couple different colleges in utah snow college and weaver state and has been a long time football coach and coached other sports as well up in the bountiful area uh, has, has sons and daughters involved in sports and, and uh, has, has been around it forever. He's a successful businessman and father and, and a, a, a tremendous contributor to our program, both in ideas and thoughts on how to grow it, but also just in the way that he, he preaches the, the message of eyes up, do the work and the way he lives his life. So it's, it's, it's awesome to have him here today. And Mark, we look forward to asking you some questions and getting your insights. I love it. I really appreciate you having me here and on the, on in the program. Love it. Listen to it so, several times. So happy to be in and on it and love the E4A program. Just been inspired by it and love the impact that it has in kids' heads and hearts. And so, yeah, grateful to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mark, uh, we wanted to have a discussion today. You know, people all around are making New Year's resolutions and uh, trying to improve their life. I know I'm I'm one of those. I love this time of year. I love the time of kind of the rebirth of the new year and saying, all right, I want to make a few adjustments. And, and as we were thinking about what to talk about with our audience, we came across a video that you actually did for us that we could show to our leadership councils and use in our presentations when we went around about being present, being where you are, being where your feet are. And so I'd love to let the audience listen to that and then ask you a few questions about that concept of being present where you are. One of the things I love to talk to my kids about and my players about is presence. 
right, and, and truly being present. Uh, presence was explained to me one time very, in a very cool way. If you've ever had life slow down for you and really go into slow motion, that's a moment of true presence. And if you think if you can recreate that more in your life, those moments of true presence, uh, and, and you're in the hour, you're in that moment. My dad had a great saying that he always say, put both feet where you are. And I think that's a great football analogy because if you don't have your feet, if you don't bring your feet, you're gonna lose. But I think it's also great in every aspect. When you hit math class, put both feet where you are, right? When you're with your friends, put both feet where you are. Be in that moment, be present. And so winning the hour is taking advantage of the time you have in the moment you have it. I love that video, Mark. Thank you so much for, for those thoughts on being present. Those are yeah. great thoughts. And they've resonated very well with the audiences that we've, we've shown those to. So, so, Mark, why do you think it's so important to learn to be present where you are, to win that moment, um, to keep wherever your feet are, to be there, you know, as you talked about? Would you just share, elaborate on those thoughts you shared a little bit more? Absolutely. You know, I, thanks to my dad for that amazing quote, keeping both feet where you are. I've thought about that so many times in so many places in my life. And, you know, presence is an interesting thing. I think we live in a world right now that uh, is pulling on presence. I think social media, you look at TikTok and Snapchat and those kind of things, they're, it, the world is full of distraction and is training us to not be present right? To always be looking for something that pulls us from that moment. We have that term FOMO, fear of missing out, right? And you're always looking for the next place. And the, I think the older you get and the more you understand the importance of connection, like true connection between people, the more you realize you have to be in moments. And so, and that's presence, right? That's you taking advantage of those times. And so I I think far, far too often, especially as we're young and growing up and trying to figure things out, that we spend too much time looking for other things versus being in the moments we are. And, you know, I, I love that office quote by Andy, right? I wish we, we could remember that the good old days or we're in the good old days, right? We could remember those things. But I, I think... I look back at high school, I look back at my sporting and athletic career, and some of those moments were the very best moments of my life, right? And if I would have taken a, done a better job of taking advantage of those times in it, I think I would have just enjoyed them more. And so I think there's several pieces to presence. You know, I loved in that clip when I talked about the life slowing down, like a real slow motion that happened. And I had a few of those moments this weekend, had an opportunity with my family uh, to uh, attend the Rose Bowl. And I, and I was looking there, we were sitting in the stands and Utah had just run out onto the field. And I turned and looked down the line at all these people that I love, right? These are my people. And it was a moment that slowed down. And I loved it, you know, because I recognized that it was a moment of presence for me. And the feelings that accompanied that was this amazing connection to just these amazing people in my life that I love and, and want to share this experience with. But I think we're surrounded by those constantly. We just don't pay attention. And so I think athletically, if I kind of transition to just sports, 
And athletically, if I want to be truly present, there's lots of things that need to happen. But I think one of those things is I need to prepare. And when I'm really prepared, when I know what my job is or what I'm supposed to do, it's really easy to be present because I can really truly read and react because I don't have to think my way into where I should be. And I think that applies everywhere in our life, right? The more that we prepare, the easier it is to be present with the people there in the situation we are. And so uh, I love this saying that we need to live life on purpose, right? And that's a, that's a way of living where you're intentional. And when I commit to be anywhere, I'm going to give that place true presence and true focus and true opportunity to really be impacted by it. And I think when we live that way, more intentionally, more present, uh, we will truly connect. And it's connect with your teammates. It's connect on the field in what field or court or whatever we're playing. It's connect with friends. It's connect with the people you love at the Rose Bowl, right? It's all those things that it pays off in meaningful ways. But uh, I just think it's uh, this process of preparing, living intentionally, and then recognizing in these moments when uh, I feel that presence and then doing the things that I did to recreate those things. I, and again, distraction is like pervasive in all that we do, right? I find myself in the same way, focused on a project at work and I'll get a buzz on my watch and I'll look down and I'm pulled away. And I'll get a, a ding on my phone and I'll put pulled away. And so it's part of life and it's us kind of working hard to manage and be intentional about how we choose to live in those moments. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. Dustin, what are you thinking, man? Well, I, I wanted to actually ask you guys a question as Mark was talking there. Um, how do we, we remember a world before all of these, I mean, there were distractions, but not the, just the flood of distractions that we have now. We weren't, we weren't walking around with a device in our pocket that could distract us from all sorts of different angles. Right. I, I, I have to turn, and I probably shared this before I have to turn my notifications are turned off of my phone. Cause I just, I actually get, I get uh, anxious when I, when I have it constantly buzzing or beeping or something with emails or, you know, likes on something on social media or text or whatever. So even phone calls are muted on my, on my phone, but you know, we remember a time when that wasn't the case. Um, if you wanted to call somebody, you had to actually take time to go to a, a phone or a phone booth or something and make that call. But these kids nowadays, you know, their whole life's nothing but distractions. So, you know, if you're a parent listening to, to this podcast and you're saying, okay, you guys, you get on here and you talk about winning the hour and you talk about being present, you know, that those are all great phrases, but you know, what are some practices going into 2022 that we could, we could do to actually teach ourselves and our kids to, to be present. I'll, I'll answer that question. Maybe while you two think about it for a second, I, it's funny, Mark, you, you used a, a quote from the, the television show, the office that I'm a big fan of. Um, there's a, another, as you said that, something popped into my mind. There's a, later in the series, there's a, an episode where Pam takes sort of visual snapshots of what's going on around her. I don't know if you remember, but she, she actually, you can't, if you're, if you're listening to this, you don't see me on the, on the, uh, on this 
the, the video version of this podcast, but she, she brings her hands up to her face and actually snaps it with her index finger like she's taking a picture. And she takes a couple pictures of things going on. And um, I think it's around her wedding in, in the show to Jim. And what she's doing there is she's not taking a picture with her phone to share on social media with everybody. She's taking that snapshot just for herself. Like I thought of that when you looked down the row at the Rose Bowl game, right? That was a moment for you. Um, that wasn't anything that the rest of the world needed to, to see right away. It was, that was your thing. That was sacred to you. And I think, and I'm speaking maybe more personally than anything else in my own life. I need to do more of those. I think we need to do more of those, more of the, I, I need this visual. I need to soak this in for me and, and sure. I may grab a picture of it or something later, but just take a deep breath and, and from time to time, maybe look around us and see what we do have. I, one of the best advice I ever got when I turned 40, <laughs> my wife uh, as a present, best present I've ever received, got a book and had a bunch of friends and family members write a, a letter. Just, she asked them to write a letter to me. And, and it was, I had friends I hadn't heard of since high, from high school, good friends of mine that she's tracked down and got a letter. And one of the notes in there came from my dad and, and, you know, who's, who's getting up a little bit older in age. And he told me, he said, Hey, stop for a minute. He said, your whole life is just go, go, go. You're it's always what's next. What's next. He said, stop for a second and look at what you've done and, and look at what you created and what you have and your accomplishments and just kind of recognize you know, where you're at. And for me, that was a really big moment to just, I didn't do it for long, but just to stop and kind of look at family and it, it health and really just, okay, you know, things are okay. Um, so my advice would be that we do more of that, that yes, we need to be worried about tomorrow. We need to be worried about, you know, uh, the future, but take more time to put phones down and to put computers down and really just look around us and take our own snapshots and recognize that, you know, it, it, it's okay. Take a breath and sort of soak it in personally and, 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 and do that with, and then have our kids do the same thing and, and be intentional with that. Like teach them how to do it, sit down with a 10 year old and teach them how to do that. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Maybe Shad, we'll start with you and then you can hand it off to Mark. What do you think? Yeah, well, a couple of things Dustin came to mind. So I have a rule Sunday nights are kind of my, my family time. Right. And we're all busy. Everyone's busy. And so I just have a rule that I, I get home from, you know, uh, from doing what I do on Sunday and from my church responsibilities and things like that. Everyone has different things throughout their week. And, but for me, I come home on Sundays and I, I have a family policy where I, I put my phone just in my closet and I get out of my nice clothes, put on some comfortable clothes. And I don't, I don't look at it again until nine 30 at night. And in the book, uh, getting things done, you know, it's pointed out there that there's very few things in this world that are emergencies and we treat everything because our, our phones are, are always right there, that it feels like everything is urgent. When there really is very few things in life that are urgent, but, but it's like we look at everything 
on our phone just in case it's urgent. When the truth of the matter is that if something's really urgent, people have a way to get a hold of us. You know, they're going to get a hold of us if it's urgent. But we treat everything as though, oh, you know, and maybe that's why our phones are producing levels of anxiety and things like that, because because every every little ding we get on our phone, we think maybe this is something urgent, you know, and it kind of ups those emotions. And then we're like, oh, no, you know, that's Dustin. He texts me. I can text him back later. You know, it's not not an urgent thing, but we treat everything as though there's this impending urgent thing that's going to come into our life. And, and there's something relaxing and peaceful about putting down my phone and just walking away from it. And just my family has my absolute 100% attention. And I make my family do the same thing, you know, and just having those times. And I, I think I could create more of them than just a Sunday evening free time, but you know, dinner, it might be, there's a lot of studies. I got my master's degree in family human development, and there's a lot of studies about the power of having dinner together as a family. And that's not always easy, but if we could do that and, and, but sometimes we're in the same room, but we're not together because of these stupid phones, you know? And so just those, those times we're together to, as parents intentionally put that stuff away and create an atmosphere where our, our kids' feet can be where they are, both feet, not have one foot in social media, one foot with the family, but both feet there. And maybe we could be more intentional about creating those habits and teaching our, our young people how just how good it is, how good it feels just to be there, 100% there with the people you're with. I love that. I love that same principle. Uh, so I have the same exact thing. Have a five-hour block on Sundays where there's we, no screens, right? We don't we don't touch any of them. We're together as a family. We're intentional about that time. I, there was a study. Uh, Sean Acor, Harvard professor, wrote about that. It's called the Happiness Advantage. A book, awesome book. But he talks in there about this concept called activation energy. And activation energy is the energy required to start something. And so if we have really good habits in our life, we want to reduce the amount of energy it takes to do that thing. And so it's like putting gym clothes right next to your bed when you wake up in the morning. So you just can put them on. It's super easy. and I can go to the gym. But he says there's habits that we have in our lives that we don't love that are decreasing connection like screens, you know, for, for that we need to find ways to increase activation energy or make it harder to do. And so I love, you know, Apple products and all those different things have screen limit times, right? And so you can actually adjust the screen limits for kids to push them to a place where they have to engage in something else. Or we make very intentional time as a family that we're, no, we're checking everything in and we have no screens. And I think in, in terms of both focus and connection, those are amazing things to do. I can't think of a teen that would love to turn their phone in right? Because they're going to miss something that's really funny or cool or a meme or whatever. But like you said, Chad, none of that stuff is emergent, right? None of that stuff really, really matters uh, versus, you know, connecting with someone and laughing with them and hearing a story and, you know, really being present in the people that we love. And so I think we really, as parents, 
need to do a better job of managing that, uh, increasing activation energy for the things that we don't see are productive for us and our children, or decreasing it for the things that are really good, right? So if, if dinner really is the thing for us, and that's important for me as a coach and family too, really, really hard as a single dad to pull that off and to make those things happen, but it, it's golden time. And I think of that often, uh, that if we can create those golden times that are consistent and present and that we model that behavior, I, 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 I can't laugh more than the parents that still screams from their kids are on their phones all the time, right? I just, I roll my eyes at that constantly, but I'm that parent too, right? I, I've, I've done that. I've been there. I've, I've been that person. And so I know what that's like, but I think we model the right behavior. Uh, we increase activation energy in the things that we are bad habits and we don't want to, to see and have in our home and then just be really intentional about ways that we can connect. And I think all those things are a great recipe to kind of teach kids and ourselves how good it can be. And when we have that enough, we'll seek that more. And I think that's a, it's an awesome kind of a spiral that happens for our lives. When we see good things, we want to do those more. And so creating those cycles that happen that way. Well, and Shad, before we move on to the, to the next question, Mark had, had mentioned earlier FOMO, which I think we've heard before the fear of missing out, right? Which is a, a phrase that I think uh, Mark alluded to that our our kids have been brought up um, because everything happens so fast. There is that fear of missing that post or that, uh, you know, that, that text or, or whatever that you constantly have to be checking because you're going to, what did you miss out? So that fear of missing out. I don't know if this makes sense or not, but maybe as parents, we need to think more about the fear of missing in, you know, being in the moment, the fear of missing those moments and, and are we in it or not? Um, and, and, and change our, our mindset a little bit to instead of worrying about what's going on outside, have a little bit more fear about what's happening inside in our own homes and in our own circles and our own dinner table and, and fear missing those moments more. And, and that means making some intentional, real, sometimes maybe hard decisions to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to talk um, and, 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 and maybe sometimes talk about things not outside of sports too. I, it, it's easy to always go to sports and not that we shouldn't. That's something we all bond up with, with, with loved ones and, and our kids who are involved in it and as coaches with, but I think sometimes kids for them need to step away from sports and they need to have a conversation about something unrelated to, you know, their, their uh, you know, how well they're, they're uh, fielding a ground ball. Um, talk about something that's a little stress relieving for them. And it might mean playing their game or, or watching their movie with them that they like. Um, great book, Data Boy in a Ball by, by uh, George Durant that talks about that being, you know, doing what your, your kids like, whether that's basketball or something else, but being engaged in their interests. But anyway, go ahead, Chad. Sorry. No, I, you know, I was thinking along the same lines, Dustin, of, um, you know, it's, it's ironic that because of FOMO, because of the fear of missing out, we 100% guarantee ourselves that we're missing out on, on yeah. that moment, right? So, so the fear of the possibility of missing out is so great for some that they miss out 100% of the time because they're never where they're at because they're afraid of missing out on something better. 
you know, and I, I mean, we've all experienced this, but I, I still remember as a, as a father, just to illustrate this in kind of a longitudinal way, you know, that when my kids were super young and in diapers and everything, not sleeping through the night, I just longed for getting a full night's sleep. You all probably remember those days, man. Like, oh man, my life is going to be good when, when I can sleep through the night. And then when my kids are toddlers and I'm having to get them dressed and get them food and everything like that, my wife and I are just going crazy to get all that done and to find everything they've lost. I'm thinking, man, I can't wait till my kids could do that for themselves. Right. And then when they're, when they're in that preteen, you know, oh man, when my kids can drive, that's going to be awesome when my kids can drive. Right. And then they start driving and then you never see them anymore. Right. But but you're still paying for everything and you're thinking, man, you know, when, when they go to college and when we have an empty house and when we, can you imagine all, and, and you're like waiting for this situation in which, oh, and then I'll be happy, you know, and then I'll have energy and then that's going to be awesome. And then you get to this age that we're at, you know, the forties and fifties and you start looking back and you miss holding that little baby on your chest, you know, you miss the funny little things that your cult used to do in the back of a car, you know, wait, but you said you'd get donuts. (laughs) We should play that video. And you miss all of those, all of those moments so much that you wish you could get in a time machine and go back to them. And so this fear of missing out causes us to miss out. And it just makes it an, an absolute thing. Yes, you're going to miss out because you're afraid of missing out. And another manifestation of this that I see is like, we're so busy recording moments that we don't, we don't take in the moments. You go to a performance, you go to a game, you go to a a drill competition. And it's like, you just see all these glowing phones and i'm guilty of that by the way and it's like you don't even take in the atmosphere you don't take in the sometimes you don't even see like my daughter's doing drill and dustin your daughter's doing drill and and you don't take in the whole moment you don't even see the whole dance because that little screen you're watching this awesome performance through a little four inch rectangle and but I, how often do I go back and like, look at all those things? It's like, I want to be able to look at it so bad in the future that I don't take time to look at it now. And I know there's a balance between that. And it's fun to record some things and make some memories that you could show later. But, but it's almost like if we don't record it, it hasn't happened in our society. And so we miss out on the, the power of a moment, you know, we were too busy at a Rose Bowl game filming, wanting to show everyone that we're at the Rose Bowl game. For example, I'm not saying you did this, Mark, of course, but I didn't, yeah, that, that we don't take in that man. I'm in one of the most beautiful stadiums in the world and one of the most beautiful settings at a beautiful time of year and just take in that. We don't even experience it because oftentimes we, we want to show people where we're at and things. And so I think that 
just that thought came to mind as both of you were sharing that by having a fear of missing out, we guarantee ourselves that we're going to miss out on the very moment we're in. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for those thoughts. That That's a great, a great thought going into this new year, just to concentrate on not missing out on the present by, by always fearing missing out on something somewhere else. And, and these these phones that we all have, you know, they've made that more of a problem as Dustin, you alluded to. And so, so that's a, a principle that relates to winning the hour, right? Be where you're at, get the most out of where you are. And so Mark, thank you so much for being on with us today and, and sharing those thoughts. Dustin, awesome, awesome thoughts as always. And we hope all of you will, will share this with with people that you love maybe this is a good one to sit down and listen to with your family and make some goals for the new year to be where you are to be present and as always we hope that you'll you'll like this that you'll rate it and share it and follow us on our social media where we share little messages about things like this very frequently and so so thank you for joining the Sportlight podcast have a wonderful day keep your eyes up and do the work This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book.